Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio here on the 12th of February. I'm your host, Osmara Valles, and today joining me is my amazing producer, Justin Brown, and along with my co-host, Kobe Jackson and Caleb Wellborn. We have a lot of exciting content to go over on today's episode, including the Super Bowl, Rattler basketball, Texas State softball tournament, and we also have an exclusive interview with Texas State men's basketball head coach, Terrence Johnson. But before we dive in, let's start to Caleb for a quick word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is the sponsor of this broadcast of Buffhead Radio. Located on northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Caleb. All righty, so before we dive into Rattler basketball, let's just jump right into Super Bowl. What were y'all's thoughts? Like, throughout the game, halftime performance, favorite commercials, you go for it. Boom, so, yo... <laughs> I didn't. I thought it was over for the Chiefs. I'm not gonna lie. The 49ers were like all over them in the first half. Yeah. And but then, man, you can't bet out. I, I would love to be a Chiefs fan. I won't lie because, like, I, I was rooting for the Chiefs because mm-hmm. I don't like the 49ers or Brock Purdy at all. Dang. But I've, if you you have to feel amazing as a Chiefs fan because mm-hmm. even even me just rooting for them, I was comfortable when Mahomes was on that final drive. I was just like. I just feel like they're gonna get it. Yeah. Like I just so so much confidence in my homes, man. I would never be sad if, if I was a Chiefs fan. I don't know. Well, you know me. I mean, as a Steelers fan in here, I was <laughs> trying not to root for the Chiefs, but that was one of those games. First of all, the game was the seventh longest Super Bowl, seventh longest game in NFL history, mm-hmm. and and to me, it was it was one of the best. It was one of the best Super Bowls I think I've seen in a while. But I mean, that was one of those games where real recognized as real mm-hmm. and. Honestly, I'm going to say it right now. If Patrick Mahomes retires right now, he would be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Either. Sure. I, I, mm-hmm. I personally would think so. For sure. I'm serious. No, I mean, that's a that's that's not even that hot of a take. That's completely accurate. Mm-hmm. And what I would say, though, is some fun things I saw is that Harrison Butker now has the longest, longest mm-hmm. field goal in Super Bowl Yo, history. That was so crazy when they pulled up that stat. Like, the, the, the longest by Jake Moody at first was like 55. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not even that. Long, long like, of a field I was kind of yeah. shocked. I was like, I've seen Tucker, bro, like kick him from Literally. like 80 yards. Yeah. But so Tucker has the longest field has the longest field goal NFL record in 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 the NFL in the NFL. But the Super Bowl record belongs to uh, Butker right now. Yeah, and it was That's cool crazy. just seeing the the battle between Moody and Butker because for a while mm-hmm. it was just a special teams show. Yeah, you know, yeah. Chiefs got two of those field goals. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I thought if the if the 49ers would have won Christian McCaffrey oh, in that overtime oh, yeah. period, oh, yeah. man, he was just going 100%. off three yeah. straight drives just from him alone. And it was just fun to watch. But no, sad for uh, Kyle Shanahan. And uh, it's just going to be uh, another season. Brock Purdy's young, though. There's so much oh, potential sure. oh, for, for Purdy. Sure. Yeah. You know, the 49ers are definitely going to be here again. Um, but I don't know. Chiefs are really, really solidifying themselves as a dynasty team. No, for sure. I mean. No, I totally agree with y'all. But honestly, the only thing that I was looking forward to are the commercials. Like the commercials are so underrated. Like, do y'all even do y'all 
to be honest. Do I even the pay commercials attention? Commercials aren't what they used to be. I, they, yeah. Amen. They, but like, they're just so good. They weren't the way they used to be, but yeah. I still were enjoying. I was, still was enjoying the commercials. No, yeah. I was. There was like four Timu ads. Yeah. No, Timu, literally. No, yeah. that was like the entire. Bro, and then break, every y'all know break. everyone. Everyone calls it Timu. But on the ad, they said Temu. Yeah. <laughs> that was so. I was like, "What? There's no I way that's how you just, say it." Uh, I'm not just, calling it Temu. They were just trying to teach us how to pronounce it, I guess, with the ad. Maybe we were I all pronouncing guess. it wrong here in America. No, I mean I it guess. is a Chinese shopping company. So, oh. but yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. Last thing, what y'all think about the halftime performance? I thought it was Last great, thing. dude. It was great. I give it an eight out of ten. Okay, Seven out of ten. Yo, but Alicia Keys though, if I'm yeah. if, if I'm her husband, I'm crashing out. <laughs> I'm crashing I out. Get it. Yo, I get it. It's Ti, but Usher. No, yeah, mm. literally. It was, it was, it was okay. It was a good it was show. Pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. How was that Nickelodeon halftime show? I didn't see the Nickelodeon. I oh. did. That was pretty special. That was pretty special. I mean, honestly, would have watched that instead of the regular halftime show. Not gonna lie. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Oh, come on. You can't. You can't. Honestly. You can't ignore Sweet Victory, bro. I guess you, you can. People have been begging for it for years. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Okay, so that was a good Super Bowl overall. So now we're going to switch gears to rather basketball. So first off, we'll start off with the girls. They're 3-7, and fourth in the district. Their uh, last game was against the Judson Rockets last Wednesday with the final score 54-51 Judson. So they've clinched a spot for the playoffs since 2022, and they play tomorrow at 6. What did the girls need to take away from their last game as they head into the playoffs? Well, I'll tell you this right now. You're about to play against Clark, who's 29-2 and two yeah. right now. You're 20-11, and 11, so there's a nine-game nine differential there in your loss column. But truthfully, in that Judson game, I had the pleasure of calling it with Paxton Graff, and, uh, you know, it really seemed like they needed way more control in the paint. Uh, we saw Brooklyn Harris check out early, um, and then so really they kind of took over there. So you really just got to be able to push through adversity, push through, you know, any injuries that you may face. I'm not like injuries, but, mm -hmm. you know, any fatigue you might have mm -hmm. because these playoff games are very crucial and very important. This team is getting here for the first time, I think, since what year? I believe it was like 2022. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's important for them and Coach Irvin. So, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully they're just going to keep sticking to their game and it'll just be another one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The one thing I, I was fortunate enough to be there with you guys on uh, on the call and stuff or just being at the game. And the Rattlers, for some reason, that was honestly one of the main problems is that they would go small ball a lot. And I really honestly didn't understand why they would because, you know, Brooklyn Harris, I mean, she's been she's been having, game, you know, games where she's gotten like big time rebounds and stuff. So I thought that was kind of, you know, interesting to see the fact that she can just out re can out rebound people. But I mean, that game, was, I mean, first of all, the game against Justin was great, mm -hmm. but. I think what the real issue is going to be against Clark. May I add? You, may I remind yeah. you all? They are the defending state champions mm -hmm. of 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 Texas high school basketball, and they got Ariana Robertson back. And now, for those who don't know who she is, she mm -hmm. is the brother. She is the sister of former NBA player Andre Robertson, who used to play for Oklahoma City a couple of years ago in the NBA, mm -hmm. and she was on that team last year, and she's back this year for her final <laughs> yeah. season. So the six four senior senior is going to be really really impactful for Clark for the Clark Cougars and mm -hmm. this is kind of bittersweet because my alma mater is the Clark Clark High School so really? yeah so this is kind of a little bit bittersweet oh. but um yeah this game's going to be it's going to yeah. be tough everybody's going to be you know have to be clicking on all cylinders and they're going to be in San Antonio which is going to be in a hostile environment so sure. yeah we just gonna have to wait and see mm-hmm 
Alrighty. So then again, they play tomorrow at 6 p.m. against San Antonio Clark, but we've got you covered. The game will be broadcasted here on KTSW 89.9. Alrighty. So next off, let's start off with the boys. So they played against the New Braunfels Unicorns, eight and one, first in the district. Final score is 69 to 45 the unicorns the last time they faced each other was january 23rd and that was a closer game with 75 to 68 tough opponent against the rattlers faced what were some techniques that the unicorns had against the rattlers i mean i was you talked about last year's matchup i was fortunate mm-hmm. enough to be on the call with paxton for last year's matchup obviously mm-hmm. big difference having Kane and gums and having for malik sure. presley this year was just a completely completely different turnaround mm-hmm. i mean the rattlers had just just I saw a lot of miscommunication in mm-hmm. the ball in the ball game in that one, and you know, unfortunately, we weren't able to get the whole call because softball kind of ran into that time cr- that time crunch yes. area. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was a tough game. It was a tough game for the Rattlers. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, wasn't able to get it done. But I know they're trying to you know get stuff going and get things going so that way they can get improve their record better with a couple games left. So we'll see what happens. Oh, for sure. Alrighty, so we're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we will have an exclusive interview with Texas State men's basketball head coach, Terrence Johnson. But don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Welcome back to Bobcat Radio, and we have someone special waiting on the line. Two-time Sunbelt Coach of the Year. He's been coaching the Bobcats for six years. Head coach, Terrence Johnson. Coach Johnson, can you hear us? Alrighty, since we're having a little bit of technical difficulties, um, we're just going to keep it here. Alrighty, so... And again, the Bobcats are in a winning streak right now since their game against South Alabama. And they're about to head out or they're going to play against uh, against South Alabama. What do y'all have? Like, what are y'all's kind of key takes on that? Their their defense has been has been crazy locked down recently. And we saw we definitely saw that against the game against Appalachian State, who was sure. um, first in the Sun Bowl. You know, they got they got like the best record and um, they, they got the best record. And we, we saw their defense against them, and they they won that game uh, pretty soundly. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were they were in the lead uh, most of the game, mm-hmm. and against a really good offense like Appalachian State, that, that defense was was flying around. It was getting um, great 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 transitions mm-hmm. in in defense, and just a lot of a lot of steals, a lot of blocks against mm-hmm. this really good Appalachian State team. And then they they beat Ball State. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. last Saturday as well. It was a who's a decent team, but uh, we're coming up against uh, South Alabama again. Mm-hmm. They just got to keep this momentum going. I oh, mean, sure. when, when you come, you come in from a, a a lost streak like they've been on. They haven't been looking that great, and then they they build up this 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 winning streak they got, and their defense has been playing well. The team has been mm-hmm. has been meshing really well together, and um, I think I think we go on a little, little bit of run here. We just got to see if they can keep this keep this up. Oh, for sure. Alrighty, Coach Dawson, can you hear us? All right, we're just going to keep it going. All righty, so the Bobcats, their next game is going to be South Alabama. All righty, and then, Kobe, what would you like to add? I just I wanted to add real quick about uh, that game against Ball State. The Bobcats are now yeah. 2-0 against the, Mac, against the MAC Challenge this season. They played the, uh, the Ohio, Miami, of, Miami of Ohio earlier on in the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Earlier on the year, they won that, and now they just knocked out Ball State. And the thing, I was on, fortunate enough to be on the call for the App State game, and let me tell you, Davion Sykes <laughs> is yeah. – he is on a roll right now. Him and Jordan, and I got to shout out Jordan Mason. Not only he's a you know Clark Cougar alum, but he has been absolutely ball. I was able to watch him. He is making his presence known really on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just Texas State basketball is just, they're on a roll right now. But, you know, obviously being on a four-game road trip is, yeah. is going to be hard. You know, obviously 
you know, you got travel, mm -hmm. you know, you got to, you know, make adjustments to time. Obviously, most of the teams that most of the teams in the Sun Belt are going to be on the East Coast. So, I mean, it's not really going to be it's not it's going to be difficult. But I mean, you never know where you never know where this where this could lead us, uh, where it could lead Texas State. Oh, for sure. And I believe that they can learn from their mistakes against uh, their South Alabama game from like their last one and apply it to their next game against them again. But then again, the next game for the Bobcats will be this Thursday against the South Alabama Panthers in Mobile, Alabama. But don't you worry, this game will be broadcasted live on KTSW 89.9. Alrighty, so, alrighty, so we're going to uh, switch over to Texas State softball. I know we have a lot to talk about oh. softball this season. They're 5-1. and one. They just finished off their four-day tournament, five different teams. A great start for the Bobcats this early for the season. Okay, in y'all's opinions, who are the key players for this team? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> so I was fortunate enough to be almost at every game. The only game I wasn't there for was the Southern Illinois game on sat on Saturday. Um, but key players, I mean, I don't want to speak about in honestly, individuality is kind of impossible. Mm -hmm. Impossible for this for this team because everybody pretty much played a played a mark in this in this Texas State tournament. But if, if if I had to just pick one, I probably would have to say definitely, uh, definitely Sarah Vanderford. I would say definitely one of the real leader, one of the real leaders for this Bobcat team. Graduate, uh, you know, senior student returning from last year. But honestly, the keynote for the for this team is that everybody is back and everybody's back healthy, mm -hmm. and you know they got all of their starters back. Pretty much nobody, pretty much everybody in that position didn't really change didn't really change much and stuff. So that's why I was kind of like, huh, so that's interesting. So, but, I mean, overall, mm -hmm. the Texas State tournament, absolutely phenomenal. We went, we've went, sure. we went in this history's, uh, history all across the board in this tournament. We witnessed a, you know, a combined no-hitter against Northwestern State on, thir you know, this past Thursday. Mm -hmm. We reached a career milestone for head coach Ricky Woodard with 800 career wins as a Texas State head coach on that following Friday. And then you have a walk-off a walk -off double to f in the finale yeah. of the Texas State tournament. I mean, that does not get better than that. that better than that. I, I mean, agree, yeah. it was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. Do Bobcats look dominant right now. Look absolutely dominant right now. Now, only I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that because it's only six games. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's the beginning. Of, it's the beginning of the season. Still got a lot to fit pieces in. But the one player I want to note out is Maddie Azua. Mm -hmm. Absolutely sensational in her opener against UTSA. Had had twelve strikeouts against the Roadrunners on Thursday. <laughs> I mean, she was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And then, obviously, you got the veterans returning, like mm -hmm. Jessica Mullins, Carson Pierce, um, Tori McCann, the real vet, the real veterans on this team. But Maddie Azua is making her presence known as a Bobcat. So, mm -hmm. overall, great tournament. Mm -hmm. They got another tournament here in San Marcos before they head off to Arizona uh, for the Arizona State tournament. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot is riding for them right now, considering the fact that they just basically went five out of the six in the in the Texas State tournament. Oh, for sure. I mean, one thing I got to say, though, about this softball team is, isn't Sierra Trahan just so great? I mean, look at this girl. <laughs> she is a great player. 
And I mean, there's plenty of great players on this team. Jessica Mullins, I mean, obviously as well. But I had to shout out Sierra Tran. We're both Santa Fe Indians. Came, we were from the same high school, so got to shout her out. She's in my graduating class. But yeah, this whole softball team's doing great. And then also, I didn't get a chance to touch on that men's team. What we were talking about earlier, the basketball team is unfortunately our phone had issues here in the studio, so not able to get Terrence Johnson on the line, which is you know very inconvenient for us. But you know, we're gonna get him another time in the future. But yeah, I mean, all these teams are clicking at the right time. We love to see men's basketball doing great. Softball's doing great. Mm -hmm. Five and one start so far. And, you know, it'll be really interesting to see how baseball starts their, you know, their season next mm -hmm. weekend. I mean, this is really exciting. I know, Kobe, you have a lot of thoughts about this. If you want to share anything about that team, I mean, feel free to. I mean, yeah. I mean, you pretty much nailed nailed for, for baseball. I mean, baseball, we know the story last year. Obviously, you know, that 2022 team, all their powerhouses pretty much pretty much left Texas State because they were mostly seniors that left. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you don't have Ben McClain this year. You don't have Jose Gonzalez this year. But you do have a rising star in Chase Mora. And if y'all don't know Chase Mora, that dude is a beast, mm -hmm. an absolute beast. He was pre uh, top, like, uh, first team preseason uh, pre all-team, I think, this this coming year. You got freaking Dalen Pena, who, who's back. You got Davis Powell, who's back as well. I mean, you have Tony Roby, one of the real ace, real, real aces for Texas State pitchers. And, I mean, this team has this team has a lot of promise. And, mm -hmm. you know, fortunate, fortunate, fortunate enough, we'll be calling their opening, their uh, season opener this Friday with myself and mm -hmm. Thomas. So, I mean, base, baseball is is going to get real fun. And, honestly, sure. we've been we, – there's a model around Texas State baseball is that when – the bats get hot for the Bobcats. They stay hot, and mm -hmm. they do. They seriously do. If y'all need, if if y'all want actual proof, y'all need to go to an actual game because mm -hmm. it is a living, living fact that if the Bobcats bats get hot and get hot fast, then they'll stay hot and they'll stay hot till they can't score any more runs. And I've, I've been in full proof of that. Oh, for sure. Then I mean. Again yeah, I mean, I've seen it Go firsthand. It. It's like, you know, baseball is such a momentum sport, something Absolutely. I didn't really understand at all until getting into, you know, watching baseball. And truthfully, if one player just just gets that momentum going, it's contagious in Slam Marcus. I mean, everybody yep. loves to use it. I mean, Chase Mora, you know, I got to mention him. Last season, a great year for him. Um, and then now he's... You know, coming back, he's going to be a pitcher this year, so that's yeah. going to be super exciting. You know, San Marcos's own Shohei Otani, so that will be really fun to watch. I'm super excited, and, you know, uh, I, there's so much to say. Coach Trout, we're definitely going to have him on the air for an interview this season, so that'll be good to hear from him and maybe some players in the future. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, you make you make a great point about him being a pitcher this year because we were talking about there was a broadcast last year that I was involved uh, I was involved in about Chase Mora, you know, because he was a pitcher in high school and stuff before he came to Texas State, and I was like, if this dude somehow gets his pitching back in full swing, I mean, you may be talking about one of the one of the next you know utility players for not only Texas State but possibly for the MLB. I know that's kind of a stretched out there considering the fact he's only a sophomore. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if he gets his craft and gets you know working on his bats and his and his pitching style, I mean, he's going to be he's going to be pretty dangerous in in the sum in the Sun Belt Conference and for Texas State. Oh, for sure, and especially like looking at both schedules for softball and baseball, um, they're going against like big schools. Like Absolutely. then again, like this weekend, softball is going against Texas Tech. And like the like we're playing against UT for both teams or mm -hmm. for both sports later on the season. Uh, like, what do y'all think would be like some big challenges like going against those top five schools? 
I mean, I think it's always good to face against off uh, face off against some really high talent, some really good players. And uh, baseball, you know, this season they're going to be playing against you know LSU and some other teams mm-hmm. at that Minute Maid tournament, in Houston. So mm-hmm. you know, the the big talent really helps players. It really helps them For get sure. better. You know, me and Kobe had the pleasure mm-hmm. of calling softball against A and M in the NCAA tournament last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, truthfully, you know, the softball team was really resilient against big Absolutely. talent schools like A and M. And, uh, you know, I think they're looking at A&M as a, as a target on their, you know, their calendar. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're really hyped up for that. They want to get revenge. So it, I think the Bobcats do very well against high-quality opponents. We even saw that with the men's basketball team against App State. Number one defense in the nation, they still showed up. So Bobcats not scared of playing against some bigger talent. And they, they definitely never, they never shy away from the opportunity. No, for sure. I think playing against, uh, especially like closer teams like uh, UT, it's really great because then there's there's a little bit of rivalry there because mm-hmm. uh, because we're, we're so close. Um, even though they they probably beat us most of the time because they're just a, a bigger program, more money. Mm-hmm. But it's good, it's good like like publicity for for the school. I guess it, it makes us look a little bigger because we sh- we should look bigger. I mean, we we're, we're a great school. Uh, we got we got some good sports. We are we are a, a sports school. I don't care what y'all say. Slam Marcus, like, come on. We a sports school. Uh, let's, let's not play. And, I mean, one thing to mention, Chase Mora, he was just announced Wednesday to be on the Sunbelt Conference preseason all-conference team. Oh, wow. Um, so good, uh, you know, recognition for him. You know, the freshman last year recorded 17 home runs. That was tied for the fourth most a season mm-hmm. in team history. Yep. And so, and he was the first place person in NCAA history to hit a home run in the each of his first three career plate appearances and set the Sun Belt and Texas State single game record with four round trippers against North Dakota State on March 11, 2023. So, yeah, I mean, this guy is amazing. He's going to be really someone to look out for, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, on the pitching mound. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, You know, he has an arm, and we we definitely know he does Mm because he's been swinging a bat with those arms. (laughs) And uh, last season, Mora hit 316 and had a team high tying 62 base knocks. And, uh, you know, 13 doubles and one triple. So he's done great things. 57 RBIs, 39 runs scored, and two stolen bases. So this guy is a, a real good uh, star for this piece, uh, for this team. But it's not just up to one person. It's oh, a no. whole team. Absolutely. And, the, you know, this Bobcat team, they show up as a team. It's not just a one-person army. And they're looking to get back in the NCAA tournament, how they were moved from Stanford just two years ago from oh, the tournament. That broke my heart. That still hurts. Oh, oh. I think I remember they threw Stivers in to pitch, right? The the whole game. The whole game. Yeah. Let me tell let me tell you something. I will forever respect Tristan Stivers. Me too. Uh, forever. He's a guy. That dude, for those who don't know Tristan Stivers, he was the man he was the man, the savior of Texas State baseball, gaining them saves. He pitched a great game against Stanford in the NCAA regional tournament and went through seven innings, only giving up one run in that in that time frame unfortunately the bobcats came up just short just short in that but that was the last time that they made the ncaa regional tournament but i mean i mean he's doing well and you know the thing i was uh trying to uh he i think i want to say he was at the uh at the baseball alumni game and stuff earlier on uh during the before uh before media days and stuff because i know uh wesley Fazin made an appearance dalton shuffield made an appearance uh in the alumni game i also Oh, I'm blanking on I'm blanking on his name. Oh, John Rutherich as well. I mean, there were that was fun to see. And I, you know, I, I hate the fact I wasn't able to go check it out, but uh, but yeah, baseball, we are so close. We are so close. We are four days away 
from baseball's opening for baseball opening day. But honestly, I know and I know I know MLB is way way down the road. But college baseball, honestly, it's, it's fun to watch. It is fun to watch. I know not a lot of people fans are uh, fans of college baseball, but it is truly fun and truly special. I mean, mm-hmm. and to think. Texas State has got a, is going to Houston later on in the season to take on the defending national champions of of tech of of NCAA baseball in the LSU Tigers. So, yeah, scary. you want to talk about tough schedule? I mean, you, you got know. UT, you got LSU. Obviously, UTSA is, is going to be a tough one. They always, mm-hmm. you know, always give UTSA a lot of trouble. Got Texas, mm-hmm. you know, got Texas A and M here at Bobcat Stadium because now yeah. the last couple times they've been in, in, in up in Aggie land for that one mm-hmm. and so this is going to be a season where uh, it will really tell the story of who is going to have better momentum and who is going to have just better power for for the Texas State Bobcats this season I mean oh, we got sure. 15 baseball games that KTSW 89.9 is yep. going to be calling mm-hmm. this season and uh, some really big ones that are going to be fun. March 2nd versus Texas at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. We also have March 3rd versus LSU at 3 p.m. as well. You know, March 8th, Sam Houston. And then March 19th, the I-35 rivalry is born again against mm-hmm. UTSA. KTSW 89.9 on that call. Yep. April 2nd, Texas A&M. That's going to be a big call. April 9th, we got UT once again. And then April 10th, we're sending broadcasters to UT yep. for that game. And then on April 16th, we'll be facing off against UIW. So some big calls there in our final series will be May 3rd through the 5th against Old Dominion. So it'll be really fun, you know, really fun baseball season. And if you want to stay up to date with it, you know, no better place than KTSW 89.9. So. And uh, real quick before uh, before we you know, get, I want to get back into softball for a second. Considering considered this factor for Texas State, they kind of have an advantage here for their season because the Sun Belt Conference tournament is going to be held in San Marcos this season. Mm-hmm. I just want to point that out there because if te- if you know the Bobcats get on a roll and maybe get on a roll late in the season, heading into the Sun Belt tournament, and somehow you know somehow get far in the Sun Belt Conference tournament while being here in San Marcos, that's going to help a lot for not only them but for the fans who show out because. You know, the fans sold out. I mean, all the tickets for this season were sold out for softball. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was I, I still can't believe that is that is just crazy to, to look at. But I mean, baseball and softball is on the on the horizon right now. And mm-hmm. we are just we're just along for the ride for the journey for for the 2024 season. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we saw it uh, during during the tournament this past weekend. I mean, even when you thought the Bobcats were, were down and out, especially against uh, Kennesaw State. Uh, they, they came back in in that sixth inning. They had f- four runs, and Jessica Mullins pitched pitched them out. She she really helped that she really helped that comeback. And if you if you can keep this momentum up at home, mm-hmm. then I feel like there's there's nothing that can really stop us except for ourselves. If we can you know come back from adversity like that and have some great wins against some some great opponents like we did this past weekend, I feel like ain't no reason we shouldn't be back in that tournament. Oh, for sure. Alrighty. So the next game for the Bobcats for softball will be this Friday, the 16th, and it'll be broadcasted here on KTSW 89.9, as well as Texas State's first baseball game, also on the 16th, against Youngstown State. Alrighty, y'all. That's all that we have for you today. Before we finish today's edition of Bobcat Radio, we'll toss it to our producer, Justin Brown, for the weather. Yeah, let's look at that weather. Right now, it is 53 and sunny, a little bit of breeze, so it's kind of, you know, you can wear a jacket, you can not wear a jacket type of day. It feels like the AC's on. 
Um, a low of 36 tonight, though. It's going to get chilly, so stay indoors around that time. But Tuesday, tomorrow, we got a high of 61. I mean, 68 and a low of 41. Wednesday, high of 66 and a low of 54. 13% chance of showers. Thursday, high of 71, a low of 58. And Friday, high of 68 and a low of 46. So that's your weather forecast for the week. Friday the 16th, expect a 40% chance of rain. So bring an umbrella. I mean, or not, because Texas weather changes every day. And completely, might be completely different tomorrow. Who knows? Let's see if your meteorologist predictions still are intact, hopefully. You remember freshman year, everything I said, it would be the <laughs> oh my, my freshman year, I would say something, and the complete opposite would happen of whatever I said. So. Oh, I'm saying it's going to rain, so it won't rain. You're welcome. I wonder if that what happens on. in sports, too. Be like, hey, guys, the these guys are going to win. win. And then it's actually the opposite team. Mm-mm. I put, yeah. I put my house on the opposite weather this time. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. Catch us next time on Wednesday at 11 a.m. for the next edition of Bobcat Radio. Thank you for joining us again. This is your host, Osmara Valles, along with my producer, Justin Brown, and my co-hosts, Kobe Jackson and Caleb Wilborn. This is KTSW 899, and now let's get you to the other side of radio.